everyone out there in the CBC universe, it's another episode of Comic Book Characters. I'm Wilford Brimley. I'm here to talk to you about the Batman. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic stuff! <laughs> and soundy stuff. Man, fuck this guy. And diabetes stuff. Diabetes. The beatus. Uh, I like how you, Chris, by the way, hello, good to talk up, to man? you again. Um, I like how you were like, hey, 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 wait, 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 I got an important thing for the Slack. You got, we got to put it, I got to put it on the Slack. Go check out the yeah. Slack. And then I went and checked it Jubilee out. Jubilee is a little peek behind the curtains to see and our it, process before it, we make this pod. It, it was an article about Wilford Brimley being cast as Batman. <laughs> Uh, it's just tremendous and unfortunately untrue. We, uh, I looked into it. Turns out, at least not yet. We'll see. Maybe if Simon Kinberg, <laughs> maybe if Simon Kinberg moves over from the X-Men franchise to the Batman franchise, you know, we'll have something, you know, in that vein coming to, mm. uh, the DC universe. Right in that vein. Like a hot bag? Like, what? you know. Oh, wow. Lady H, trying to yeah. get right. Well, this podcast is rated E for... Everyone? For, <laughs> not, for explicit. <laughs> but sure, sure, drug use is for everyone, I guess. This it's is summertime, America. man. It's uh, All bags are hot right now. Wow. Uh, call Julio. Uh, he'll pick up wow. maybe five hours after you call him. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so you're, what you're saying is plan ahead. Yeah, yeah. Smart. I mean, it's a, it's a smart if you're gonna if you're gonna spark up, if you're gonna light up, if you're gonna shoot up, do it in the shade. Look, okay, we're not uh, we're not necessarily advocating drug use here on the podcast, but I will say, you might want to consider it if you're gonna see X Men: Dark Phoenix. <laughs> That's a little preview <laughs> of how our review might go may go. Uh, so we're gonna cover, uh, of course, X Men: Dark Phoenix on this episode. We've got some uh, Captain Marvel MTV Awards news. We've got a actually live, uh, well, no, I guess it's not a live report, but I was there uh, for it's 20... Live so, from the past. Live from a few days ago, Celebrity Fan Fest 2019. Um, got to s- speak to a couple of celebs and got to hear some celebs speak, some uh, superhero-related people, so that's going to be cool. Uh, we've I got... get to find out that you let me down. My grand plan put into action. Oh, was it? Was this involving Wong? I'll tell you. I'll tell okay. you when we cover it. Okay. Man. Okay. Because I actually I was going to try something for you and for the listeners, oh. honestly, and it was going to be pretty nice, but it, it did not happen. Um, uh, I just literally the Slack says Marvel stop it, but I'll explain what that means. <laughs> um, we have a first look at the Avengers video game. That just E3, got uh, E3 teased with the trailer, but we actually saw some gameplay footage. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we are going to touch on a poll that the mighty listeners of the CBC, uh, the CBC universe out there, uh, they voted. They let their voice be known, and we will reveal. Yeah, that's everybody on our left. That's everybody coming <laughs> out of the portals. All of the listeners voting and 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 making their voices be heard. We're going to let let everyone know how that turned out. Uh, we've got some unfortunate DC streaming. A little bit of gas coming from the swamp. Yeah, got some, <laughs> got, got some sad DC news. Got some kind of cool DC news. 
We've got a nerdy upon nerdy upon nerdy stacks and stacks and stacks and nerds <laughs> level of news regarding the the uh, the captains, if you will, of the Avengers ship, the Russo brothers, and of course we're going to end the things with the Big Wheel Award. But uh, let let's get started with this. This is actually kind of cool. Uh, uh, she's actually getting a lot of a lot of positive pub on this. Of course, uh, being the fact that it's Brie Larson. Uh, there's always going to be her detractors, kind of no matter what she does. But this is kind of cool. Uh, so apparently she won an award on MTV for MTV uh, Awards, Movie Awards, for Best Fight with uh, Minerva, right? Which is the, the Widowmaker. Yeah, the, no, but yeah, yeah, Minerva McGonagall. Minerva McGallion McGonagall. Were they arguing over the line or something? Yeah, she was She was into it with a, a Ludo, literal bagman bagman. <laughs> Um, shouts to any binge mode listeners out there. Uh, so that's, you know, so we, we talked about this off air. Didn't realize that that Cree woman's name was Minerva. <laughs> Honestly, um, thought her, thought it was Widowmaker from Overwatch. Uh, but she won best, best fight, right? Captain Marvel won best fight. So Brie Larson comes on stage. She thanks the fans and whatever. But then she says, Honestly. This wouldn't have happened without these women. She she brought them on stage. It's Renee, literal last name, Moneymaker. Ooh. Renee Moneymaker and Joanna Bennett, uh, who are her stunt doubles. And they trained her uh, for the fight scenes in Captain Marvel. And then she just, like, let it go. She let them talk. And, you know, that's really cool. It's nice. Uh, that's a class it's, act. It's it. It really is. So, like, it's it's really interesting that I feel like there's a contingency of the internet who is trying to make Brie Larson be this like vanilla shit person. <laughs> and she's just not, she's just not that person. Like she's thoughtful and, and you know, she's again, I think she does great as Captain Marvel. Granted her role in Avengers Endgame was, you know, not much, not much, not a lot, but, there's a whole but, lot of shit going on in that movie. But let, let's see what else, you know. She has one of the best lines in the movie. Hey, Peter Parker. Yeah. You got something for me? <laughs> I mean, it spawned a, a million memes, so <laughs> she's doing something right. I, but it's just a cool movie, and we, we really like to um, sort of parks and rec things around here where if something cool and positive is happening, we want to bring attention to it. So congrats to Brie Larson. I... Um, yeah, let's let's see what happens with the next Captain Marvel movie. I know that Captain Marvel just got released on like Blu-ray and digital download and all that stuff. So if you haven't seen it, now's your chance. You can just sit at home and watch it. Like you don't even have to go anywhere, like a real American. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> is that the type of energy we're bringing to today's episode? I mean, there's always that baseline cynicism. <laughs> it's always there. I want a Parks and Rec. Is this but what like, you want, listeners? I'm a real curb your enthusiasm, like at my core. <laughs> so it's a hard, it's a hard balance. Um, Chris, how do you, I mean? Do you what do you? Uh, for, what, what was your first thought when you heard like, okay, she she brought the stunt doubles up and yeah, my first thought was, God damn, this MTV does a horrible job at promoting any of their stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I used to enjoy the MTV Movie Awards and watch them, but I just, yeah. I, I guess I avoid that channel like the Blake nowadays. Now that I'm over uh, 18, I don't. What is there? Is there I a think specific that, demographic is like 18, and you have to shop at H and M. Yeah, 
I think that's what it is, though. I think there's like a thing in as a human being that once you hit like like 24, you literally cannot see MTV <laughs> anymore. Like it, it just it's not. It's like it doesn't exist. I was flipping around the other day, and they got um, MTV Classic or whatever the hell, where they just show the music videos like they used to. So it's just and, MTV, like original MTV, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're still Total Request live on that shit. Wow. Like Sway does it. Wow, wait, Sway's still around? That's great. Yeah, man. Um, With that inexplicable head wrap of his? Yeah. I I have a feeling that that head wrap, the hair hair is part of the wrap. That's what I think is happening there. (laughs) It's a symbiote. Yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship. He could be Venom. (laughs) Not a racial thing. No, 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 you got to do it like the the song. He could be Venom, Venom, Venom. But seriously, we did post uh, like a Moon Knight Venom meme on the uh, Facebook oh, yeah. page over at facebook.com forward slash new before pod. I know that got people's that song in people's head. It absolutely must have. I know it was stuck in mind for a while after seeing that. Uh, also, quick side note, slightly superhero related. I did see a MTV skit from that program where it was Zachary Levi and they were doing the us thing. That's pretty funny, so I want to check that out. Yeah, who was? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess he was his own tethered. I guess. Yeah, he was. It was like him. I can't remember who the girl was, but like. Oh, that'd be awesome if he was Shazam and his tethered was like uh, one of the Warriors Three, whatever his name was. Oh yeah, yeah. I I wanted to say <laughs> I want. I literally was about to say Vine Doll, and like, no, that's not right. It's not Vine Doll. No, it's. Uh, he's the fencer. He's the one with the sword. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, I don't. Mm, I feel like I'm not gonna look it up. It's fine. Oh, um, oh, wow! Shots fired. No, no, no. But like, for anyone that cares, they know, and for anyone that doesn't, they don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fair enough. Tough but fair. <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay, so Celebrity Fan Fest was here in San Antonio this past weekend. Um. It's one of the apparently nine conventions what the that hell happens here. I don't, like I don't understand what's going on, but uh, but yeah, okay. So some of the celebrities involved were Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, uh, Ray Fisher, Dolph Lundgren, Fred Savage was there. Um, I'm probably forgetting people. There were there there were quite a few celebrities. It seems first to be, question right off jump. Sure. Did you punch Jeremy Renner in the face for me. There you go. Okay, Renner was there. I did not, um, but mostly because I never got close enough. Boom. The only the only way I would have been able to get I'm just letting you know. The only way I would have been able to get <laughs> The only way I would have been able to get close enough is if I would have bought the auto the, the photo op uh-huh, with uh-huh. him. And I wasn't gonna drop a hundred dollars to punch Renner in the face. Renner only goes for a hundred. Yeah, I think it was a hundred for the photo op. Maybe it was one twenty. Either way, I wasn't. I, I couldn't get close enough to him. So mm. sorry. Uh, by the way, that dude loves his family. Um, regardless <laughs> of what question, you, like okay, okay, let's do a little role play here. Let's do uh-huh. a little, a little, uh, uh, a little um, comic book characters exclusive role play. It, it, you, uh, all right. So I'm, not- I'm Jeremy Renner. Uh-huh. So don't punch me in the face. Okay. I'm Jeremy Renner, and you are an audience member. Now ask me any typical con-type question 
that somebody would ask of Jeremy Renner, and I'll give you okay. his answer. I have to get yeah. into my, I have to get into the mindset. I'm a method actor. I have to okay. right. like a Eugene. Like you remember yeah, Eugene? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Been on my feet all day, in line after line. I paid for overpriced pizza. Sure I have a hat on indoors for some reason. Yeah, you did. Um, my my Star Wars shirt is tucked into my jeans. Oh no! Uh, you have a oh, sweet Mr. belt. Oh, Mr. Renner. Oh, uh, Mr. Yeah. Renner. Yeah, over yeah. here, please. Hey. Uh, hi. hi. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, closer, closer to the mic. Hello. Like, like this. Hi. Yes. Hi, Mr. Mr. Renner. Yes. Uh, Eugene. How how tight was the latex suit for uh, a Green Arrow? Oh, I mean Hawkeye. My bad. I can't tell those two apart. Well, you know, uh, the thing about that is. I, I got to give a lot of credit to the production crew on Endgame. They, uh, you know, the wardrobe people, they did a really good job. But I want to say what really made the, the time having to, to be in the chair to, to get ready for the role, the, the thing that made the time pass was that, you know, I had my wife there. My family was there with me. Um, not, not always physically, but always in my heart. And sometimes also physically. Sometimes both, physically and in my heart, my family was always there. Thank, thank you for your question, Stop Eugene. It. Get some help. <laughs> the dude loves his family. <laughs> uh, he really does, and um, he—it's a bit of exaggeration. Like not every cancer had family themes in it, but most of them did. And he—he um, he either talked about his actual real family or how he felt like the original six. Avengers mm. were a family. Cinematic family. He sounded like he sounded like Dom Toretto from Fast and the Furious for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I got friends. I got family. Got family. Family. What was it? What were they drinking? Like cool, uh, uh, Corona, right? He's like oh, Corona. Mm. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, he, he was actually pretty cool. Apparently, they did this event uh, that I wasn't able to go to because of a time conflict, but he actually did a screening of Endgame at a movie theater oh. with the audience and then did a Q&A separately. Now, that thing was 100 bucks, but you also got, like, a ton of weird shit associated with it. <laughs> but, um... Oh, whoa. I, I, did, did the yeah. box office go to Disney for that or his pocket? Ooh, that's a good question. I, you know what? I bet they. I think they paid him a fee, like an appearance fee. Mm. That was flat, and then the ticket. Mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, the 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 other than Renner, the other big star of the weekend was Jason Momoa. There's a couple of things about Jason Momoa. Um, actually, and it's funny because I just started seeing this trickle out. I was. It's unfortunate we couldn't get this episode out a little earlier because we could have broke this news. Like, we literally could have. Because really? I didn't see it anywhere until today, until this morning. I was like, damn it! Oh. Somebody actually did start reporting on it. Uh, and it's funny because they do reference, like, San Antonio. And I'm like, oh, damn it! We we had a shot. <laughs> we missed it. We, we, we fucking Alexander Hamilton. It, or we, uh, no, we Aaron Bird it. We didn't, uh, mm. we didn't take our shot. Um, so Jason Momoa won real quick. Super fidgety dude. He does not sit still for more than like three seconds. Really? Yeah, he's constantly moving. It's impossible to get a clear picture of him because he's always moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's like the no easy baskets type, no free shit. 
going to score around for these. <laughs> yeah, pictures. you want a picture, you're going to pay $160. Like. <laughs> so, uh, okay, a couple of highlights from this from his panel. For some reason, uh, the uh, the owner of Celebrity, the guy who who runs Celebrity Fan Fest, is a guy named Will Bob. Am. Will I am, right? It's this guy's name's uh, it's Bob from it's, the Black Eyed Peas. Right? Why is where all all whenever you call him, whenever you address him? <laughs> okay, where is this coming from? I don't know. Maybe it was like uh, one some dude named Apple somewhere along the line. Oh, okay. Well, no, but that's that's the other con. That's okay. one of the other. Yeah, yeah. But I saw so, so, okay because because there's an, actually a dude named Apple in right, yeah. in the fucking God, dude. That's so deep. <laughs> I can't hang with that level of comedy right now. Behind the scenes, folks, I hit I hit my head a little earlier today, and I feel like I have concussive like symptoms right now. So if I'm a little trippy on the words. If I'm committing some word crimes, that's why. I apologize. <laughs> oh, am I going to die? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, eventually. I mean, eventually. Um, th- there's this weird moment where some representatives from, like, the San Antonio City Council or the municipal something or another of San Antonio and, and Bob from Celebrity Fan Fest came out and presented... Uh, Jason Momoa with this banner mm-hmm. that was like a cartoon drawing of Jason Momoa, sort of looking like Aquaman, but also sort of just looking like Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> somehow not either one, you know, but both. And he was hugging the the green organic compost bin. What the and, fuck? And stiff arming the brown trash can that San Antonio uses. <laughs> that was the banner. They gave it to him, but then he signed it and he gave it back to them. <laughs> I, I don't want this shit. That's what I he said. <laughs> do not know what that was. Uh, it was uh, really do they think weird. Do he's Hispanic? I, I don't know. I was so confused. I really didn't. I, I, I was like, what is... I turned... To people, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why? Like, let's ask him some stupid questions. We we're wasting time here. Um, like, they didn't present him because they were because you know Jason Momoa is really into like um, getting rid of like plastic water bottles and stuff and cleaning the oceans, right? Like, that's his he big. He commits thing. to the bit. Yeah, he, it really does mean a lot to him, and it, that's his big like thing that he advocates for, which is cool. But the city didn't present him with like a check to his foundation or anything. They they just presented him this banner. I I was just really confused. And I was like, San Antonio, oh no, <laughs> what what are you doing? It's like when you're like when you're like the really awkward nerdy guy and, and you think you have a shot with the with the really cool hot girl. Oh and, right. And you shoot your shot, but you should not have shot your shot. Mm-mm. You should because your because kept... your story always gets too specific. About your yeah. background yeah. and like what you did in high school, nobody wants yeah. to hear that shit. Yeah, you should have not shot that shot, San Antonio. Um, look, whatever. It's a nice gesture. It was just really, really weird. It really was very, very <laughs> odd. Um, but Momoa. Okay, so here's the news. Here's the news. Right here's the news that like where he talked about stuff. They asked him if you could be an MCU character who like, they didn't even get the question out. The moderator, she didn't even get the question. He was like, Wolverine. 
Wolverine. Oh, I want to be Wolverine. I don't know when I can be Wolverine, but I want to be Wolverine. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, he was adamant and immediate about that. And that story got picked up, and I, like I said, I just saw it sort of circulating today, mm-hmm. uh, this morning. But, yeah, that I, that did happen. The other thing, and this isn't really comic book related, but it is pretty hilarious. Uh, somebody brought up the idea of him doing a remake slash reboot of the movie Twins. With uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with, and Danny DeVito? Yeah, that movie. With him in the Schwarzenegger role and Peter Dinklage in the DeVito role. And he got super excited. <laughs> like, that's a thing that he never knew he wanted, but it ended up being the thing he wanted all along. Like, so genuinely excited at the thought. Wow. So that's actually getting circulated around, too. And he literally was like, everybody, go to Twitter, hashtag new twins, hashtag Momoa, hashtag Dinklage. And uh, so I don't know, man. You know, it, that sounds crazy and like that wouldn't happen, but you never know. And actually, I would see that movie. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. Here's the here's a would you rather. Uh, would you rather have that movie? Uh, it be done by Disney and it gets a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have that movie? It gets done. It gets a hard R, comedy R, but it's written by Benny Hoff and Weiss. Oh, no. Oh, no. God, I guess the I guess I would go Disney PG thirteen. Oh, half measures. All right, I like that's, it. That's that's rough. I mean, <laughs> are you are you willing are you willing to take that chance? That's a big gamble. That, that's a huge. You know, you know, Benioff and Weiss are just dying to rely on the Game of Thrones writing and be like, oh, Tyrion. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> Tyrion. Yeah, no. Yeah. Tyrion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrion and Khal Drogo never met. We can actually have them meet now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to see the car crash, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. You know, but, uh, I, yeah, I guess that would be good, too. I, I, you can't really lose. <laughs> I think you can't lose with the proof of concept on this one. So that was that was Bimoa's big thing. Uh, Ray Fisher. Okay, so Ray Fisher, uh, for those who don't know, and I wouldn't blame you, um, he played Cyborg in a movie called Justice League that everyone hated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was looking at that like, all right, I'll just I'll just keep it moving. I don't need to know who that is right now. <laughs> so, but here's the thing, man. Ray Fisher. <laughs> normally, these celebrities come in for one or two of the three days. They don't uh-huh. usually hang all three. He was there all three days. Huh. He he did three separate panels. Well, shit. Every single day, he wanted to do a pan. And I asked him. I, I literally asked him. Because I talked to him for a good 15, 20 minutes. One-on-one. And I was like, "It's I've never seen somebody do three separate panels. <laughs> you asked ever. him his face, what's wrong with you, man? And he just kind of smiled. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, I love this stuff, first of all. You know, it's like, I really do. He goes, but also... I know there are people like with families and stuff. They can only come one day. They can only mm. come on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday. He's like, and I, you know, I would hate if someone's a fan and loves oh. Cyborg or whatever, and they want to know more about it or behind the scenes, and they they don't have an opportunity because you know they came on Saturday and, and I only did a Friday panel. I was like, dude, God, this guy's great. Like. Also, I mean, before that, I saw his. I actually saw his Friday and Saturday panels. 
his after his Friday panel, instant fan. This guy mm. gave the most thoughtful, like sincere answers to questions. Um, he didn't make anyone feel dumb. He, it's it's so hard to it's so hard to explain, you know, if you weren't there. But literally the best like panel interview I, I may have ever seen from somebody. Wow, ever. Outside of like maybe Stan Lee, um, <laughs> just because he's like got all the amazing stories and stuff. But like, he, he just he took it so seriously, but also with like a lot of fun. Okay, you know, was it that kind of cool situation that happens a lot of times in concerts, like in a small club where the uh, performer feeds off the energy in the crowd? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of that. He was having a great time. Like he genuinely liked being there. And he, you know, he just he seems so like in his element, and it, it really made me want. Like I went to IMDb and I was like, all right, what else is this guy in? Like I want because <laughs> uh, you know because he doesn't do a lot in Justice League, and the part that they wrote for him is not great. And I don't know if, what the original script was like or what mm. they changed. You know, the Snyder cut and all that. But like he can do so much more. It's mm-hmm. very obvious. It's very obvious, and I just. And I told him, I was like, dude, you know, I, I, I know you, you got the DC thing going right now, but like, it would be amazing if you could somehow get into the MCU some somewhere and huh. do something like I would, I would be all for it. The guy really won me over. I was so impressed. Um, he seems like so, a good dude. Really good dude. Really, really good dude. Um, yeah, just. What would you put him in the MCU if you could? Like, uh, I know we're kind of, it's kind of maybe showing our hand a little bit before, but uh, they have some stuff coming up in the works that we know about. Black Panther 2, they have that, uh, um, is it Eternals coming up? Yeah, Eternals. Uh, Where would you slot him? You know, um, man. Let me think. Spider-Man 3. You know the thing is, I would—he's a little too old, but I would love to see him as um, what's the the from Young Avengers, the cap, the 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 Captain America analog, from uh, Young Avengers. Uh, I cannot think of his name right now. Bucky? No, not Bucky. No, it's not Bucky. You know what I'm talking about, right? He's like the—he's like a kid, and he's got like the the Robin mask, but I think it's red, and. Ah oh, man, I can't think of his name. I, on I the really hate that I'm like, Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. You got it? Alright. So fucking dramatic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't even spell Avengers correctly. Uh, what is his... Uh, what's his name? Alright, here we go. Wikipedia. Oh, I just had it. I lost it. Is it, it Hawkeye? Is, is it hopefully no, 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 Marvel no, no. Boy? It's Miss America, yeah. Prodigy. No. I am the fire starter. There we go, members, members. Speed. It, it's not Iron Lad. Patriot, Patriot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's the he's revealed to be the grandson of Super Soldier Isaiah Bradley. Right. So Isaiah Bradley, who was one of the original, um, like pre, uh, Steve Rogers Super Soldier Serum people. Uh, Elijah Bradley is his name, and he's Patriot. So again, he's he's a little too old, but I, I you know when you're doing the movie transition, you know translations, you you can age people differently if you want. That's true. And 
I just think he would have a lot of fun with it. Man, depending on how the Mysterio stuff plays out in uh, Far From Home, he could be from the alternate Earth. Yeah. He could be an alternate Captain America. Shit, dude, yeah. And he would he would do it, dude. He would be really good. He's very statuesque. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay, and the last uh, the last one I'll bring up real quick is and this is very, very small, but like and not because Fred Savage is really small. He is small, but that's not what I meant. Fred Savage who's doing his first convention ever in his entire life. San How do we keep getting those? I don't it's crazy, right? Like I don't <laughs> Anyway, he was super happy to be there. Uh every it was really it was really adorable because like any anytime he was talking, like the moderator would ask him a question and he would be talking and he would bring up like little monsters or something. And he would just kind of say it offhand, right? And then everyone in the audience would go nuts because, like, they love little monsters. <laughs> and he was so taken, taken, aba- taken back, taken aback by it. Like, he was like, oh, my God. He's like, you guys, you guys really love that one, huh? And he, he like, looked so genuinely surprised and <laughs> thrilled that people cared that he was in these other things that wasn't just Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. And, um... But they somebody asked them like, oh, you know, obviously we're at a comic sort of Comic Con related thing. Like, who would you be in the MCU? And his answer was like, he had the funniest answer because he said, "Well, I, you know, I don't know that I would be anyone important. I don't, I don't know that I would be anyone with any powers necessarily. But I would be the guy who, like, you know, does the thing that saves the world. <laughs> He's like, I could be just a guy." <laughs> but but it's like I'm the guy who found the remote to push the button. To, oh wow. <laughs> to to like make Thanos go away or whatever. And um <laughs> it was just a really funny answer to me. Uh that he didn't even necessarily want to be a character. Like I think he said he's like I could just be Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> like you would just be Fred Savage in the MCU, but just also happen to to save the world. So so yeah, that was it. Uh, Summary Fan Fest is it's interesting because, you know, it's one of these things, and and we've talked about it before. But with San Diego Comic Con winning that lawsuit and trademarking the name Comic Con somehow, uh, a lot of uh, these other conventions have had to kind of like shift gears and like change their names and stuff. And it is a little unfortunate because uh, although you know I had a good time at this con. It, it it did it didn't have quite the the, um, the old school comic appeal of mm. a convention that, that normally is there. There were there were a few comic vendors, but it just didn't. It felt like it was something else. Yeah, that's kind of what uh what made me shy away from the whole prospect of even going to it, or even you know doing anything more than checking out the the roster of who's coming. It's because it's like. A fan fest is like this. Is this going to be in like some uh, hotel lobby room, and we're all going to yeah. go there, and it's going to be we're just going to wave at them and shit? But it sounds like it was an actual con. Yeah, although I'll be honest, it was at the Freeman. They probably could have put it in like a like a Marriott, like a place that would have like multiple conference rooms, right. like a like a pretty big place. Um, uh, you know, because like th- this was its second year. The first year they had it at like a, a Hilton or something, mm. and th- that went really well. But I think they felt like that was too small. I think maybe this was too big, <laughs> and maybe they need to find like a medium, like a middle ground between the two. You're trying to go um, to Luxit. 
Yeah, the, yeah. That's. I mean. It, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. But like, yeah, Benedict Wong was there. Your boy Wong boy. Strong, Anthony Mackie, uh, Lee Pace, uh, Anthony Mackie. By the way, and I, I do. I will say this. I wonder if this makes me racist. I hope it doesn't. But Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, many, many, <laughs> many, many times during his panel, he reminded me of Will Smith so much. His mannerisms and just his inflections on certain words. I was like, dude, this guy could be like Will Smith's cousin. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> I even turned to my mom. My mom happened to be with me at this time. And I was like, doesn't he remind you of Will Smith? And my mom goes, oh, my God, that's it. Like, she was trying to place it. And, he, you know, he was real, uh, very engaging and so Wong Wong was pretty quiet. Uh, Lee Pace is pretty quiet. It was mostly the Anthony Mackie Lee show. Lee Pace was quiet. Yeah, Ronan the Accuser was quiet. You call me boy. Yeah, was quiet. He, All right, he was chill. Well, I mean, yeah, he was super chill. Now your boy Wong. Here's what I was gonna do. Uh huh. Okay, I was and I and I tried and they lied to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to go see him and he just left. And so I asked the the lady, hey, when's he going to be back? She said, 3.30. So, okay. So I came back at 3.30. He was not there. Mm-hmm. And I waited for a little while, and he, I just I couldn't wait any longer. And what I wanted to do was, instead of getting a selfie with him, which I was going to try to see if he would do also, but if he didn't, that was fine. What I wanted him to do for my 40 bucks was I was going to video him on my phone saying hashtag Wong Strong. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. That's, oh, my God. That's what I was going to do, and I was going to send it to you. That was legitimately the one thing I wanted to accomplish. And I felt terrible because I was like, <laughs> why isn't he here? I don't I don't know if he was eating or, like, I don't know what happened, but he just wasn't where, he, where they told me he was going to be when I went back. Hey, nah, yeah, not for nothing. Good try, good effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that would be huge. I know, I know, I know. Well, but you know, they brought they brought Momoa back uh, for the second time this year. So if they do another one, maybe they bring him back. Maybe he had a good time, and maybe he'll maybe he'll come back. Also, what else is he gonna do? They just canceled Deadly Class. So oh oh no, uh, I know. Sad. No, it's sad. I. It's a fresh yeah. wound. The, I'm not trying to be shitty. That sucks. They shouldn't have canceled that show. Sci-fi, what are you doing? Do you hate do you hate viewers? Is that what your problem is? All right, jeez. Oof, man, that took a little bit longer than I thought it would. I hope that some of y'all were entertained by these little behind the scenes things of being at the Celebrity Fan Fest this year. Um, let's move on though. We've got a movie review to do. Uh, that movie is X-Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Is that is that her like uh, assuming the 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 bird? Is that, is that her across the sky? Yeah, I think um, that's how it goes. For those who are keeping count, uh, this is the second time we are going to be visiting this particular story in a cinematic film. So you know the X Men only have like uh, I don't know like sixty seventy years of of rich story and continuity. Slim Pickens. But somehow, somehow, they've already they're already reaching into the well twice on this one. So uh, yeah, all right, man. Well, as always, we're going to start with our flashback, Flash versus Dark Phoenix segment. 
Chris, let's mm. see here. Oh my god. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't even um <laughs> All right, Chris, time to go ahead and do a a quick super quick recap. From the perspective of what did Quicksilver do in X-Men Dark Phoenix? <laughs> Everyone's favorite character. Everyone was waiting for his for a really cool moment from him, just like uh, he had in, in Days of Future Past, which was amazing. And even though Apocalypse was not great, uh, he had an amazing scene in that as he well. Made of so, those. So, uh, so yeah, Chris, let's let's let let's uh, let people in on the on the secret here. Uh, let's let's hear Quicksilver's arc, if you will. Sure thing. Uh, so he and Nightcrawler bamf into the space shuttle that's doing the uh, interstellar spin. Get all right. the stranded space crew out of there. Uh, Murph! Murph! Don't let me leave, Murph! Don't let me leave, Murph! All right. Tars! <laughs> oh, man. Turns out it's man. Um, no, so he, he, he does his whole Quicksilver shit. He, he un, unties everybody, unfasses them from their space uh, seatbelts, and uh, they all join hands, ring around the Rosie, they're back in the X-Jet, uh, and then he kind of duct tapes Nightcrawler's head into a space helmet, and uh, that's pretty. Oh no, no, there is one more thing he does. Uh, oh, two more things. Uh, the second, first thing being that he trips and eats shit when trying to defeat uh, Jean Grey uh, in a replay of a beat that we've seen somewhere before. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, and then <laughs> we'll touch on that later. At the very end of the movie, he uh, he, he admonishes a kid in the uh, Jean Grey school for the gifted uh, for running <laughs> yeah. too fast down the hall. For running too fast, ha ha ha! Uh, Love I, that dad joke so close to Father's Day. I bet you didn't see that coming. Ah, uh, nice. I like how you tied that one up. That was really nice. To be fair, he didn't just trip. Like Jean Grey moved like a fucking rock in his way or something and he yeah yeah like but still um so that yeah that's it that's all he did it's great no song uh no song no crazy cool sequence all to his own everyone loves that character but no um all right well let's just move on <laughs> this is going to be a short segment uh, it's the excelsior segment excelsior oh <laughs> Oh, poor Stan. <laughs> uh, this is our favorite segment of the movie. Most outstanding, memorable aspect of the film can be narrative characters, set piece, etc. Chris, what is your Excelsior um, nominee for this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm searching the banks right now. I think I'm gonna have to go with my boy uh, Nightcrawler. Um, yep. He he you know it's a pacifist. He looks like a, a demon and devil, but he doesn't want to come off as one. He's always a really yeah. nice guy. He just wants to bamf in and out of places, get people safe. Um, there comes a point in the final battle <laughs> where he, he loses his shit. <laughs> he yeah. picks up a knife and he gets his tail ready and it's all pointy and sharp. And he just starts fucking slicing up motherfuckers. Just stabbing them. Just like, oh, good God. The, the fighting potential of Nightcrawlers fully realized for about four seconds. And then something <laughs> and they cut away to something else. Uh, that was really fucking cool. Yeah, it really makes you want to have like a Nightcrawler film. Mm. Like just him, just doing stuff. Like imagine if you got um like Matthew Vaughn, right? The guy who did Kingsman, like that 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 really cool fight sequence in the church. Yeah. 
you get that guy oh, to do dude. a Nightcrawler film and like, oh, I mean, do you want money? Because here's <laughs> money. Like, yeah, that's a great pick. Um, you get Matthew Vaughn to direct it. You get Vince Vaughn to be Nightcrawler. <laughs> God damn it, dude. This, she's this a beautiful going baby. Back. Why would I stab her? She's a beautiful baby. I don't know. Dude. Um, <laughs> my face is so big. Why is this so big? Baby, baby, come here. Are you mad? Are you mad too? Oh my god, dude. Hmm. Um, wow, man. What is even mine? I really should have thought about this beforehand. Excelsior moment for me. Golly. Oh, well, okay. This is a little bit of a cheat. Uh oh. Because I don't think this is what was intended. I don't really think this is the impact they were going for. But when uh, when Sansa... <laughs> when Sansa telekinesis Charles out of his chair... Oh, shit. <laughs> it makes him go up the stairs all wonky-legged. Holy shit, I lost it. Literally laughed out loud. Um... <laughs> I also like that before he was uh, doing that, he was like, no, please, you know, I can't stand up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to, like, really make sure that people knew that you're about to be real uncomfortable with some shit that's about to happen in this movie. Laugh so loud that people turned around. <laughs> For reals. Uh, that was great. That moment was fantastic. Um, that and the Iverson from Jessica Chastain. The Iverson step over. Yeah. Charles is just sitting there all... All cripples, and Jessica Chastain uh, in a true, truly sets back the Me Too movement at least fifty years. Like steps over him, and uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, maybe the uh, maybe uh, Jennifer Lawrence is like you should just call us the X Women because we keep all the women keep saving the mm. man line. Uh, that was a bit much. It's a bit out of place. Freddie signing with the incels today. No, no, but just like they just did a porch. I get what they're trying to do, and that's good that they're that they're trying. But you also need to like the execution needs to be good, you know, because yeah, it's the X Men for sure. So the it was definitely a throwaway line. There was man. Are we, are we gonna just move right on to the bizarre? Yeah, let's just move on. Let's go bizarre. This is gonna be the longer sequence. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. Bizarro number one. Then, uh, I mean, th that's actually really hard because how do you pick one moment mm. in this film? Uh, I got one kind of like I almost couldn't contain myself. Okay, uh, let's go. It, let's it was the it. fucking dialogue in general, but oh, the, yeah. the one moment that kind of like almost took me out of the entire movie was like uh, when Jean Grey and Scott were alone in the room. And uh, mm -hmm. I think it was after she, you know, she comes back and she's, she's in, you know, taking in the solar flare bullshit, whatever it is. But um, she was like, oh, do I intimidate you, baby? And just her delivery was so mid-90s porn level of yeah. dialogue delivery. It was like, what the fuck is this? How was that? How was that acceptable? How do they print that in the movie? Uh, that had to. No, that that's totally on the director. He has final say on what gets. Uh, yeah. How'd that make it past the dailies? Yeah, like you got to reshoot that. <laughs> you got to you got to do another take. Um, yeah, Simon Kinberg, by the way, uh, first time director, last time director. <laughs> um, yeah, that's rough. Uh, the end sequence with Chastain 
when they're up in space. Mm. And she's, ah, golly, like I remembered it at the time. Uh, it's kind of slipping my mind a little bit now, but she says something to the effect of, you think my emotions make me weak, but they don't. <laughs> and that's it. That's all she says. Yeah, like she might attack it up with like they make me strong, but it was like a tautology at that point. It was like we fucking yeah, it, get it. It was it was like what are you what are you doing? What is this? Like nobody talks like this. Nobody uh-huh. talks like this. Also, uh, other big bizarre moment for me, literally because it was bizarre. If you give it just the second of thought, so uh, Mystique dies. Jennifer Lawrence, thank God, she's like I'm out of this shit. <laughs> I'm done. Please thank, please and thank you. She's gone. She's dead. She's in the ground. Right there. Uh, they're at the funeral. And it's raining. It's like pouring. It's like mm. so somber and sad. And one of the mutants can control the weather. So <laughs> you don't need it to be raining. Would that have been disrespectful to the funeral or maybe they funerals like- don't have to have rain what do you mean that's not, that's not how funerals work you've that's seen, not how any you've of this seen works. the guns and roses music videos man they have yes. to have rain so yeah my only thought is that like maybe charles went to storm beforehand and was like storm if you would please like <laughs> which is a weird request but maybe yeah you know i i don't know what's happening there also uh-huh. third bizarro mo- moment for me uh, at the end they call it the gene gray school for gifted youngsters mm-hmm. or whatever it is uh yeah she killed uh one of the most <laughs> prominent x-men that had been there forever jennifer lawrence's mystique last two of the built, first class he basically built this whole new franchise with but nah, nah, don't don't call it the Raven Dark Home School or anything, oh, you know. Sounds so metal. It oh, it does. It really does. Uh, but yeah, we could go on and on yeah. and, and on and on and on. How about how about a hot uh, take for your second uh, bizarre point um, with the rain? Maybe what if? Mm-hmm. Since Charles is so into his bullshit in this movie, what if like just wearing a wetsuit is his kink? <laughs> what that that means uh, he he's he's lost you know feeling in the lower part of his body, right? It's just anything he can get now. I mean, before ASMR, there was just wet suits. <laughs> All right, I mean, you're taking it to a place, but hey, he's a weird, he's a weird white dude in a mansion, so anything is literally possible in that scenario. The other thing I vaguely recall is the music. Uh huh being like really ridiculous uh and i I really can't remember why now honestly but it was like it was just like this really bland generic like sort of thrash rock constantly in the movie and i'm I'm really wish i had a better example uh (laughs) now i've honestly just a lot of this film has just left my mind um it's it's what i call a nothing burger like it's just (laughs) You watch it, and then literally if you do anything else, you're going to forget virtually everything in this movie. Um, really, really sad that, that this is probably how the X-Men end yeah. uh, in in this iteration of their of their story. Anyway, let, let's move on. Let's go to... Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Oh, hey, hey Peter. So demure. So, so polite. What a, what a gentleman and a scholar. Do you Peter think? Parker. 
that when that spider bit him, he also inherits like the the psychosis or like the neuroticies of that spider? Like, is he afraid of being stepped on? I mean, maybe it, he has the spider sense. That's probably what that is. Ah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Does he constantly want to like? Is he worried that people are gonna come and like brush him away and accidentally get in his web and then freak out? Oh, that's like maybe. that's level to that one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like emotional web. Yeah. You know, not even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best new character. Can he not pick up your phone call because he's crawling in your spider webs? Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Back to Captain Marvel. You know, we we brought it back. We brought it all the way back. She fought Minerva. We didn't know that was her name. Best new character object location presented in the film X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, Good luck, Chris. Who's your everyone? What's your what's your hey everyone? For oh, this it's kind of easy for me. It's that um, it's that com- commune, whatever the fuck that uh, Eric is at. Is like a, okay. Is like a, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, some living off the grid type shit on an island somewhere. Right. It's the Genosha from the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought to life. Yeah. That was okay. kind of cool. That's, that was pretty cool. Uh, God, again, it's so hard for me to recall this film. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with, no, because it's not the first time we see it. I was going to say mm. the black jet, the blackbird, because mm. the, the, the plane looked really cool, but it's not the first time we see the plane. Yeah. And no love for, uh, uh no love for the stain. The stain? Jessica Chastain. Uh, the stain. She was, you know what? She was okay, and actually, I was gonna save this for the the trivia bit, Ooh. but um, but she could have been Hope Van Dyne. She and she she passed on that, and then picked this. So I don't know. Like, is that on her agent? Is that on her? I don't. Uh, know. That's. But she. That's to bring it back to Will Smith. That's not as bad as Will Smith passing on the Matrix to do the Wild Wild West. Ooh, it's rough. But yeah, she is also gonna be in It Two, Chapter Two. So. I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, she's she's a great actress on her in her own. Uh, oh, her, for I, sure. When you give her something to do, uh, I'm gonna. I got it. Ah, oh, God. I mean, technically, no. Nah, I'm gonna cheat. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing was seeing a crippled Xavier oh, no. try to walk. Christ, dude. <laughs> that really left an impression with me. <laughs> I. It's it's definitely the thing that I'm gonna take away from this film if I ever think about this film oh. again. You know, definitely that's it. Thinking about like just trying to pick out any kind of like uh, new thing that you've seen. There was one part of the trailer that we got left out. It happens all the time, right? You know, trailers have extra stuff that's kind of cut from the final final version of the movie. But there's yeah. one scene where I think Scott's yelling at Xavier, and Xavier's yelling back. He's like, "Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do." Yeah, that totally was missing. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. I was like, you know, to, that. Be, to be fair, Fassbender and McAvoy and even Nicholas Holt. They all put, they all really gave good performances in this film. They mm-hmm. were trying, they were trying. Jennifer Lawrence not so much. Like she wasn't <laughs> terrible, but she was definitely just ready to bounce. Like she, yeah. she was out. Uh, Sansa, Sophie Turner, she was. Uh, I mean, there's some lines. She's but she's capable of so much more. Yeah, so I really have to put that on the director. That's on Kinberg for sure. Uh, I kept so why did you keep doing this thing? Um, I saw it with my friend Libby, and, and I kept doing, anytime 
something uh, something dumb or, or bad happened in the film, but especially if it involved uh, Jean Grey, I would go like, Sansa, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I, I must have said it like 22 times. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of times. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's the, that's the hey, everyone. Uh, let's move on to what if. Nice. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one if yeah, you don't mind. Go for it. What if they didn't do all the reshoots? What if they had just kept mm. whatever the original ending was going to be? Apparently it was going to be in space and it looked really awesome, but they were like, oh, it's too much like Captain Marvel, so we have to scrap all that. We're going to oh, put wow. him in a fucking train. Guess what, man? Every goddamn X-Men movie has them in a train. They're always in a train. They're always commuting somewhere in a fucking train. Holy shit. Ha- happens all the time. I'm tired of it. I mean, it's dead now. They're not going to do it anymore. Deadpool Good. 2. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine X-Men Origins. 3. Wolverine Origins. X-Men 3. Uh, X-Men 2. Jesus Christ, man. Maybe X-Men 1. I don't remember. But, like, yeah. All the time. They're just all the time in like a train or a train type vehicle being transported. There was being transported somewhere. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's my what if. What if they just had kept the original thing? Apparently, um, she, uh, Jean Grabe, that is, had looked more fiery in the original iteration, hmm. but they went back and made her more cosmic looking. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, also, wait. Let me go back to Bizarro again. Just one more because so much. We talked about this off air, but I feel like we both need to. What's up with Magneto um, shooting Jessica Chastain mm. for like a solid ten minutes when clearly in the first five seconds it's not having an effect? <laughs> and then, and as you pointed, please continue uh, about these guns. Oh yeah, no. The magazine capacity is about thirty rounds maybe he shoots at least a thousand at least three thousand rounds uh it's insane it's it's like is he somehow magnetoing the casings back up (laughs) into the guns and i don't know reconfiguring some sort of gunpowder on the fly concoction right it's just a dramatic effect of shooting a gun like he he, he can literally make anything a projectile like what the fuck (laughs) don't need a gun you don't need a gun also just minutes before he crushed a whole group of people with the train Mm. that they're on um oh god seen that before that was cool also wait 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 another bizarre moment What's that thing where he goes to the mansion and he brings up the subway oh, yeah. car starts, and like, blocks the, the ground door a little bit and, for yeah. no reason? What is that for? There Why were two the trains in this that? movie. Why? What is happening? <laughs> what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something at the end of all of this, and you're gonna you're just gonna you're gonna laugh or cry or uh-huh. I don't know what, but you're gonna have a reaction. Uh, what's your what if, Chris? Oh, my what if is uh, what if they took a chance on this movie? <laughs> It felt kind of safe. It felt like we were saying we've seen these beats before uh, that moving that uh, piece of debris that Quicksilver's trying to step on out of the way is that was directly lifted from Superman versus Batman, right? Or wait, no, Justice, Justice League. League. Um, but also not not what you want to do. You don't want to be lifting from that film. No, the, the wrong thing. Well, they took a chance to try to actually give a shit about making, making the script bearable. Um, I don't know. Maybe start a meteorette so you can kind of see news reports of Jean Grey already 
the movie starts and already things are off the off the chain. Already things are kind of going wild. Uh, news reports about destruction from across the world, even. Um, maybe a live feed shows Jean Grey, show, uh, you know, squaring off with the X-Men, and that's when you lose Mystique? Like, right in the opening, kind of like five minutes, maybe? Um, yeah. Then you could still, like, change your contact with her and her father. Have it like, have it be, like, uh, Xavier that has to go to her father. Like, to try and right. figure out, try and do a deep dive, and, like, why is she acting like, what, what's happened to her? Obviously, this isn't her. Uh, I told her, you know, she wasn't broken, and then I tried to fix her immediately afterwards. Um, so <laughs> maybe try to make it more instead of like um, focused on the character herself. Maybe make it fo- focus on like society. Maybe mo- make it focused on the generational aspect of it. Because what you kind of had happening was how the older generation was kind of screwing up the newer generation um, with the best of intentions. Right. And that's like a sociological kind of story that you're gonna right. working for you. Not a psychological. There's a lot there's a lot of meat to work with there. Hell yeah. Yeah. You do some really cool stuff. For all for all the best intentions, the the, the mutants, you know, even though they try to be better than humans, that or that, you know, what Charles is kind of espousing a little bit, they they're just just as human. And maybe, right. maybe they're they just have as fallible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. If you take a chance, a real big chance, and make it kind of like uh, open up the scope to include society at large, maybe <laughs> to have a chance to say something, because this is a summer fucking goddamn blockbuster. You have the audience's attention for about 120 minutes. Say some shit, man. Yeah. Not only that, if you think about it, like you know, the X Men have so for for so much of their history have been this like commentary like a social commentary but also like in how they fit in with the rest of the world and they do touch on it for just a little bit with jennifer lawrence Mm -hmm. when she kind of calls charles out on his shit but we literally like how many real humans do we see in this film like 10 like actual like non-aliens non-mutants are there 10 humans in this whole movie oh shit it's it's really weird when you think about it like <laughs> it's so isolated it's so true. enclosed it's really fucking weird when you think about it and um you know the other thing is they keep sticking with this weird time jump decade thing where like now we're in the early 90s why you didn't <laughs> why, stop it nobody asked for this stop doing that it doesn't make any sense fucking michael fassbender is supposed to be like 65 years old what? Right. Like, they didn't even try to age him. It literally is just him. There's no nothing. There's no makeup. There's nothing. It's God. Oh, God. Okay. All that all that kind of led to, like, the last scene between him and Charles falling completely flat of, like, the whole, like, hello, old friend, and they're going to play chess now. Like, give me yeah. a fucking break. That's like, no, th- these aren't the same characters. These aren't the same actors. It's not McKellen and, um, and Stewart anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just visually, don't you know, we... We talked about like Avengers uh, Infinity War and how in almost every single aspect, anytime they could have made a decision, they made the right decision. And that's what makes that film so amazing because mm-hmm. it has so many moving parts, but they all work. This is like the antithesis of that. <laughs> <laughs> like they literally just make the wrong decision over and over and over again and then just sort of like, well, we're done. Here's a movie. It's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think that's where we're gonna leave this one. Uh, it's 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 better than the Last Stand, I, but hmm, and but like barely, and it's also worse in some ways. It's <laughs> like because 
you know, you've you've had like 10, 15 years of really good comic book movies to learn from. And so there's right. no reason why this movie should be about as good as The Last Stand. That shouldn't that shouldn't happen. Uh, okay, here's the thing that's going to blow your mind. Uh-huh. So granted, they had to do all these reshoots. They redid the entire finale of the film. Uh, they redid how Jean Grey looks <laughs> in the movie. Uh, do you want to take a stab at what the budget was on this one? Oh, no. Uh, I'm trying to think because I didn't see too much marketing for it. Um, the like month before release. I'm going to say an easy 120 million. 200 million. Fucking hell. 200 million dollars. Yeah. They didn't license any songs. Yeah. The score was kind of generic. Oh, I got I got a trivia bit about that in a second. Was it just um, a salary? No, can it, it's not just the salaries. No, they don't. I mean, yeah, McAvoy, Fastbender, but they're not that big. Lawrence? They're not. Yeah. But Lawrence mm. is locked in. Like, her contract was locked in. Oh. So. so. Yeah, they got her for the rookie contract. It's, uh, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's funny because we didn't, we didn't actually talk about Brightburn. Um, which actually isn't really a, a any kind of comic book. It's really a horror film. That's very much a horror mm. film. But uh, that movie was shot for like eight million, and it looks like it was shot for thirty. Wow! Like they do some really cool stuff in that film. This is the again the antithesis of that. It's the opposite of that. I don't know where that money went. I oh. imagine because they had to redo the entire third act. Okay. That yeah, that must have been it. But like. Oh man, I don't know. It's just it's really disappointing. Like the, these are really great characters, and you have a lot of opportunity here. To see it get squandered like this is just really disheartening. Uh, but this is probably it, you know. So this, right. you know, there's New Mutants, maybe. <laughs> I, you know, we I don't know. We don't know if that's ever actually going to come out. That's yeah, a maybe but with like, a capital it, M now, right? It really, yeah. It seems like like Disney is gonna give everything a little bit of breathing room. Mm. They're going to run with Fantastic Four first, like in 2022. And then, you know, it's some... But, like, they're they're leaving crumbs, right? Because, like, Rocket talked about, like, the energy that was displaced after the snap. Mm-hmm. That, like, that, that had... Ne- He's like, some kind of energy went through the, the, you know, the cosmos or whatever that's never been registered before. Mm-hmm. So mutants, maybe like you know what I mean. Yeah. So they're they're planting the seeds. They've got time. They can take their time. It doesn't matter. But this is how it ends. This is how it ends with the like the OG Fox. Not with the bang, but set. with the whimper. With the whimper, you know. And the thing is, first class really was the shot in the arm, and he, they, even Days of Future Past, like that's a really that's a really good X Men film. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just really weird. Uh, let's let's okay. Let's jump into some real quick trivia, but uh, then we'll move on. Um, so Hans Zimmer, this really famous uh, composer, had famously retired from superhero films. He was like, "I'm done." But Simon Kinberg convinced him, <laughs> "One last one, man. You do it, please." And he did it. And then this is the fucking film. Wow. That is gonna. You know, he's probably done. He's really probably done now. Um, a big reason, apparently, why they wanted the year to be 1992 mm-hmm. was that that's when um, X-Men number one 
um, came out, or maybe that was 91, actually, but, like, it's around the time when X-Men number one came out with Jim Lee, and then that cartoon show came out in 92. Oh. Yeah, which, okay, I mean, that's cute, but that's also kind of a dumb reason. Um, okay, there is one pretty cool cameo, uh, I guess you call it a cameo. There's a mutant that we see during one of the parties uh, at the beginning of the film. Uh, it's Allison Blair, aka Dazzler. She's she's like the girl that's singing and like all the cool oh, lights and okay. stuff are happening. Alex, uh, our friend Alex, he flipped out for that. He was really happy that she was in there, and that's cool. But like that's all she does. Like you don't really see her in the rest of the film. We already talked about Jessica Ch- Jessica Chastain. Could have been Hope Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you know I really like Evangeline Lilly in that role. I you know but. I don't know. I bet Jessica Chastain's kind of regretting taking this part, probably. <laughs> uh, apparently, Sophie Turner... <laughs> this is the dumbest trivia fact that I found. Uh-oh. Um, She's British! Sophie, Tur- Sophie Turner studied mental illness in preparation for playing Dark Phoenix. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's the thing. Like, we're in 2019. People are a lot more aware, a lot more woke about mental illness and and the you know sort of the repercussions of trauma and emotional and mental trauma here is an, a perfect opportunity to really delve into that in a meaningful way yeah. and they just didn't they just didn't like you said they played it safe and it's it's unfortunate you hate to see it happen you hate to see it happen like katie and his achilles oh no man those you know what they they were too good <laughs> you can't fly that close to the sun, warriors. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, let's move on. Okay, this segment, I literally just titled Marvel Stop It. Uh, all you got to say about this real quick is that, so Marvel on the publishing side has this propensity for, uh, especially on their Twitter account, they like post a really vague image or like a, a vague headline or title, and then everyone speculates forever it even got it got us, it got me this week. We posted on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod, uh, where a lot of our stuff is shared. This image of like a spider web and it had the number four, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, oh man, everyone speculated. Holy like, shit. oh shit, are they, are they going to do a comic book adaptation of the unreleased Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 movie? Cool. Uh, with uh, with uh, Bruce Campbell as Mysterio and all of that. No, that's not what it was. There's because a couple of days later they did. There was another same image, but there's a number three in a web, and it was like, ah, oh, well, what? Like, damn it, <laughs> you got us. Yeah, congratulations. Shout out to Benjamin Garza for calling us out on that too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's right. He's right. But like, Marvel does this shit all the time. A more recent example is they did this whole redacted thing on Twitter oh, yeah. where they have these like released military documents that are like completely redacted, but there's like a little bit of information. Like it's clearly Captain America, and it's clearly um, um, Wolverine, and then I think another character named like Phantasm X or something like that, uh, or Phantom X. And um, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, is this them?" sort of nodding and tipping at Wolverine being in the MCU. No, (laughs) no, it's not. It's not any, nobody like they said they were going to reveal something on the 17th has not happened. Uh, but, uh, but other reports are saying that no, no, this has nothing to do with any of the MCU stuff. This is going to be some sort of publishing crossover event. 
Okay, cool. And I get it. They have to do what they can to get interest on the publishing side, on the comic side. Of course. But, like, they're in this weird position where everybody is jumping at every little piece of information because the mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe is so big and so important to entertainment and to nerds. So, like, stop it. It's like they're crying. It's like they're crying wolf in a way. And yeah. It's just like, chill, guys. Just chill out a little bit. I can't wait for, like, yeah. uh, Immortal Hulk 2. Uh, <laughs> for that to come out like another just like oh you guys like this we're gonna give you five more of that let's give you uh, yeah. legacy covers with the lenticular bullshit too uh, let's uh, you like immortal Hulk how about immoral Hulk yeah how about um, immobile Hulk <laughs> <laughs> he's just he uh, he like stubbed his toe and he can't move <laughs> that's the story <laughs> all right let's move on man this one's going long how, how Avengers... hard would he have stubbed his toe that. Real, he, real hard. Did he destroy whatever table that was? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Unless it's one of those, like, Hispanic dining tables that's been around since, like, 55. Oh, that shit will outlast the cockroaches, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. With the glossy finish on the mm -hmm. top. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Avengers video game. First look, E3. Saw a trailer. Everyone got mad because these characters... Don't look like the MCU the characters. Is, what are those? That's what that's what people said, Shuri. You're right. They were unsure and uncomfortable with these characters that were the characters that they knew, but also not, and didn't sound like the characters. Um, that being said, I thought the trailer looked really cool. They got a lot of top tier vocal talent. Uh, I know Nolan North is in there. Baker, I think, is in there. Uh, is Tara Strong in there? Maybe. Hmm. Um, there's, there's. I might be. I'm not sure about Strong, but like, there's a, there's a lot of good talent. Mark Hamill. Square in it. Is it Mark Hamill? Uh, is he in there? Bruce just Conroy. There. Conroy. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Bloom. <laughs> Steve. Uh, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Bender is in there. <laughs> um. Graphics look great. It's a Square Enix uh, game. We actually did see some. I guess it's leaked footage of the of the actual gameplay. Oh, it's in definitely the game. not and, like allowed. <laughs> it's definitely not sanctioned. Uh, it's granted. It is the contrast is insane. The white balance is not balanced, and it's you know it's a little it's a little bloomy, you know. But we did watch it, and I gotta say, like in action like the movement of the game looks really really nice um now granted like you know as you said it's probably off of a dev pc mm -hmm. some sort of development kit but the potential is definitely there uh, a lot of the combat reminded me of the the marvel spider-man game mm. that came out for the playstation 4 which is a great if you're gonna steal something that's great that's a good <laughs> place to start and there's a rumor there's a rumor that this Marvel Avengers game is actually going to be in the same continuity as that Spider-Man game. Huh. And that they're building, like, the MCU, but a video game. Oh, okay. And that could be really cool. Yeah? But video games are a real, like, like as much as movies are a tumultuous area, video games are, like, a fucking, like, lava pit. Yeah, good luck. Things going wrong and just shit falling apart. <laughs> so... 
We'll see. It looks really cool, though. We're going to throw... We'll probably... Uh, we'll throw maybe some of that footage uh, up on the Facebook page. And you guys can give us your opinions as to what you think. And if you are truly... If you're truly uh, unnerved by the look of the characters. I think they look fine. What do you think? Uh, everybody but Cap looks fine. Like, Cap does look weird. Cap's uniform is just so different. Cap looks like the dad from Wonder Years. Uh-huh. If he were in his early 30s. Huh. And it, I can't. It just looks weird. To yeah. Me. I don't know. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's the cool little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we threw a poll up on our Facebook page. Again, facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We put a poll up. Will Avengers Endgame overtake Avatar worldwide box office to become number one? 71%, a whopping 71% of our listeners <laughs> said yes, it will. And guess what? They're almost right. Because we are less than 50 million total. That's not just a, a domestic. Worldwide, all, we, all they need is 50 million from everywhere, anywhere, mm. to take this spot. And I think they can do it. I think it's going to happen. And I'm really happy about that. It, I shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. <laughs> but I just, I really don't like Avatar that much. And I, again, I'm waiting. Somebody name me two characters from Avatar. <laughs> Nobody has told me. It's been like a month. Characters, Nobody not actors' names. Me. Not actors' names. I don't want to hear any Sam Washington bullshit. No, that's <laughs> the actor's name. I don't want. I don't. I don't want that. Zoe Saldana. No, I know that's the actress. Give me something else. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, we're there. We're almost there. Everyone go see it. I'm going to go see it again. I think I'm going to go see it. All right. Something that I'm not going to get to see is season two of Swamp Thing. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Cause Swamp Thing is Swamp Two. Well, no, they're going to show, they're going to show episode two. They've, they've, they already shot like the, the eight or 10 episodes. They already they already put that money in. That money's in. They're not they're not firefighting they it. They're not just nah, pulling yeah, the gonna... plug right out well, the back. It's the streaming service, so they oh, have nothing. Okay. Like there's no reason not to. But Swamp Thing is Swamp done. <laughs> um, yeah. After the first episode aired, within hours of the first episode airing, they canceled the show. What? <laughs> what? So the 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 rumored report is that I think they filmed it in North Carolina or something, and uh-huh. they filmed it somewhere where they thought they were going to get a forty million kickback off of like tax rebates or whatever for the series, uh-huh. and it turns out they're only going to get about twelve million back. Come on! So oh my god! So, so that extra thirty mil, they're like, oh no, we we're just not going to do this. DCU's <laughs> hurting that bad? Holy shit! I don't know. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's a tough look. And not only that, not only that. So off the heels of that, there's another rumor that the DC uh, streaming service is dead in the water. Mm. And uh, what they're going to eventually do is Warner Brothers is going to make their own streaming service. Because, of course, they fucking are. Because, of course, everyone feels like they need to have their own damn streaming service. This is like the participation trophy of entertainment right now. They're doing what I'm doing. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's an arms race. Oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy at Disney for it either. But, like, so 
<clears throat> they're gonna build a, a WB a Warner Brothers service and then just fold the DV, DC service stuff into it, whatever they keep. And so right now, the rumor that the only thing they're gonna keep is Titans, uh, which I don't oh, know why. Man. But like, I, I I hear Doom Patrol is actually pretty good, but like, you know, I haven't seen it. Fuck Batman. <laughs> So yeah, Swamp Thing. Uh, I actually heard yeah, a third rumor say... about why it was canceled. Okay. okay. Uh, because some uh, executives somewhere thought it was going to be a series about the guy from Con Air, who was named Swamp Thing. Nice. And and they were like, no, yeah, no, comic. They're like, conic. Oh man, Con Air. They're like, is Cyrus the virus going to be in it? <laughs> Can we get Nicolas Cage to tell people to put down a bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Danny Trejo? Where's he at? Where is Danny Trejo? That's a good question. That's a question. It's a fair question to ask at any time, at any moment. You gotta be on the lookout for that motherfucker. Where is he? I feel like he's stabbing something. <laughs> it's it could a be like a burger, I'm just a person. Watermelon. <laughs> yeah, just something. You know, I feel like he's a dude that likes to stab stuff. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, so, okay, we're not just trying to shit on DC. There is something really cool. Uh, they released a Wonder Woman 84 movie poster. And although the color scheme does um, take an inspiration, I guess you could say, a little bit from Thor Ragnarok, not a bad thing. The, the poster itself looks amazing. It's very cool. It's very different from most movie posters where you have one to three people kind of big on the movie mm. poster and then smaller shit in front of them. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired of that. Was that and, uh, and by the way, Marvel... Wasn't Spider-Man guilty of doing that? Yeah, Far From Home does yeah. that. Yes, yes. Marvel is really guilty of this. Um, lots of lots of movies are. Uh, movie studios do it. It's really, really annoying. I don't know why it's like in vogue right now. So I give mad props to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 for, for really doing something different. Looks really cool. Cannot wait for the film. It's sad that it got pushed back, but you know, as long as it's good, mm -hmm. it's all that matters. Just make it good. So I gotta do, please. All right, we're almost done. Oh my god, I'm actually. You all right there? You need to stretch it out. I I hit my head earlier. I don't know if I told you this. I hit my head and I feely, I feely, I feely, I feely. like I'm, I feely like I'm gonna throw up. Like that's really a thing that's happening right you now. You won't. You won't. Uh, you know, well, no balls. Well, we get the big Will Award. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people are wondering, what are the Russos going to do now? You know, the guys that did Infinity War and Endgame, possibly the highest grossing film of all time. Mm -hmm. um, a wonderful send off uh, for the MCU into the next phase. Everyone's, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They already said they're not going to do any more MCU films. I think they're still doing some like consulting stuff with Kevin Feige, like mm. uh, Kevin Feige. Um, but it looks like they're, like, reaching deep into the nerd well, my friend. Deep. So deep. Deep. Oh, man. By the way, just, this is an aside. Uh -huh. But did you hear the last Game of Thrones binge yeah. mode where Jason does, like, a four-minute deep? <laughs> it's insane. I He's not human. That's stamina. Uh, um, Emmy Award winning Jason Concepcion. Congrats, Jason. Um, we're like the redheaded stepchild related <laughs> to Jason of podcasting in, in that family tree. But 
the Russos are going to do a Magic the Gathering animated series. Nice! And that's that. That sound you hear is James giggling with glee. Because <laughs> that guy loves him, some Magic the Gathering. Um, I used to play way back in the day. I'm not against it. There's a lot of uh, rich lore and storytelling that you can do mm. with Magic the Gathering. Um, wildly successful card game. Also, PC game, uh, Xbox, PS, uh, PlayStation game. Interesting, though. Interesting that they, A, are going animated, and B, Magic the Gathering. Um, I wonder what I, part I'm, of the step of the, 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 you know, the production process they're coming in on. I mean, how, how, how much mana do they have to bring them in? <laughs> do they have to come in tapped? Yeah. I mean, I bet, because they're so, you know, they've done so much. They probably do have to come in tapped for at least <laughs> one turn, maybe two turns. <laughs> Before you can even utilize them, that's I mean that's the price you got to pay, but it's worth it. Uh, <laughs> lost like probably eighty five percent of our listeners, um, but that's cool. And I almost wonder if this is going to be them kind of taking their shot at a Game of Thrones type narrative, mm. because you could, you really easily could, with Magic the Gathering and. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll keep our eye on this one. If anything cool comes along, we'll definitely report it here. I mean, uh, Wizards, just getting involved with Wizards of the Coast at any level just opens the door that much more for more Dungeons and Dragons shit going on. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was just it was funny you say. I was literally about to say the only other thing that the Russos could have done that would have been like <laughs> maybe even more is like a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Yes, please. Like if they had said they're gonna do, it. which maybe maybe they do that. You know, I I don't know. Um. But they've definitely earned a lot of, uh, was it cachet with, with the nerd community? Uh, they're the new Joss Whedon, the better Joss Whedon. Whoa, whoa. Uh, that's right. I mean, okay. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see where they go from here. But I, I, hopefully they, you know, most of what they do is pretty great. Mm. It really is. Um uh, all right, let's bring it to a close. Big Wheel Award time. Do we not have a... Oh, is, it, is that it? The boom? Is the boom the same? I don't know. I mean, I could make that the Big Wheel Award. or uh, I'm a big fan of this one. It's my birthday! Yeah, I like that. Okay. It's like sarcastic. Yeah. because It's celebratory, it's but good. that's not the button you meant to push in Ragnarok. You just want to... Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Oh man, we need more Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> That's I can't wait. Did you see that he's gonna be um, Hades in the Hercules movie? Really? Disney's making a live action God Hercules. Damn. Chris Pratt's gonna be Hercules. Uh-huh. Uh Jeff Goldblum's gonna be Hades. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who's gonna be. Um, what's her name? Like uh-huh. Mar- I'm gonna paint him blue as well. Uh-huh. Mar- oh, yeah, Maria or Margia. Huh? I don't know. The female character from Hercules. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, M-A-R-G-I, Margia. Uh, anyway, I can't, I don't recall who they are thinking about getting for her. Nev, mm. Nev Campbell. It's not Nev Campbell. Uh, she was sure? in Skyscraper. Yeah. Big Will Award. Um. I think this one is very uh, easily goes to Mr. Simon Kinberg. Oh, yeah. For uh, for your first time is your last time, sir. Uh, directing. Um, 
yeah, this was a mess. Please don't <laughs> make any more movies. Um, you win the Josh Trank Award. You know, but I, you know, maybe that's not fair because I don't. You know, the studio really got involved with that, that Fantastic Four. I almost bought that movie the other day on Blu-ray for two dollars. For two dollars, yeah, Van Forstick. Just because I hadn't, I've only seen it the one time, uh-huh. and and I was like, ah, oh, two bucks. Like I should watch this and just like revisit the the horror. <laughs> and then I was just like, no, I don't want this. I'm not gonna. I'd rather just watch something good. I'll just watch. I'll just watch like Infinity Wars, <laughs> like or Ragnarok. Or hell, even Superman, uh, Man of Steel. The ceiling fan go around the uh, circle around for thirty rotations. I don't know. Yeah, I mean anything. But what was that movie called? Now I'm now I'm thinking though. Superman. What was the the first Zack Snyder Superman? Man of Steel. Called. It was called Man of Steel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one. That was a pretty good one. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, goes to uh, Simon Kinberg. <laughs> uh, you ruined. You had you literally had a crib sheet of do not do these things because we've already done this movie. And then you're like, not only am I going to do some of those things, I'm going to find new, crappier ways to crap this movie and story. It's doing a lot. <laughs> it's a real freaky circle uh, that he created there. So, yeah, on that note... Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars, Five you stars, cowards. Please. Damn, call them out. Uh, we really, really appreciate you all listening. As always, give us any feedback that you care to. Call us out when we're wrong, um, and we might acknowledge it. How about that? Until, until next time, The Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute.